0: football cards baby collecting and investing all the time on the quest cast some drama oh this is like the real housewives of football cards today man we have got some real drama going on in the hobby. Andy's going to address that. I'm going to address that. But right off the top here, Mr. Andy Kayson, it is so important today to talk about FOMO. In other words, fear of missing out. And it's very important because it can either make you a lot of money or it can lose you a lot of money. Andy, it's very important in this hobby to be able to
1: think for yourself and not get caught up in the hype. Yes, it is so true, uh, because every very successful sports card investor has their own story, their legend of how they bought Tom Brady rookie cards back in the early (laughs) 2000s, because they believed in the guy. They knew he was going to be great, you know, and the same stories could be told about Patrick Mahomes or George Kittle, you know, players that uh, came from late in drafts that were under drafted and then went on to break out in the NFL. And if you got their rookie cards before they broke out in the NFL, then you're sitting on a gold mine today, Carter.
0: So it's very important whenever it comes to FOMO that you're not buying a card at its peak, right? Because that can get you caught up in a lot. So we talked about a few episodes ago, the Mike White, Syndrome where a lot of people made money, but really a lot of people lost money, thinking that they were buying Andy the next uh, great Tom Brady card. Because Mike White finally got his opportunity; he beat Joe Burrow, and he's Mike White again. <laughs> huh? So, as far as FOMO is concerned, let's just say someone watches someone on a Sunday and wants to go buy their cards and that quarterback through for six touchdowns, beat Tom Brady in a showdown. Let's just say this player is Justin Herbert or whatever. What should people do if they want to buy that player's card, Andy? Because the thing is, is sometimes when you watch a quarterback have a big performance or you watch a receiver have a big performance, Your gut instinct is to tell you to go buy that player's card, but sometimes that's not the move you need to make.
1: Absolutely. Most of the times, that's not the move you need to make. The first move you need to make is just freeze and and think to yourself, does this person's performance today make them a Hall of Famer instantly? And ask yourself that first and foremost, and then – the recently sold items on eBay has got to become your best friend. You've got to, you've got to look at what this card recently sold for. Go back to before they broke out to give yourself an idea, and then on top of that, compare it to what his peers' equivalent card. Try and find the same card. So if you're looking at a Prism Silver, find a Prism Silver of somebody in his same draft class in his same position that has played in the NFL at a fairly decent level. And, uh, and if you can't find one that same year, find one in the same the, the year before him or the year after him to draw a comparison of his recently sold cards from the same set, from the same parallel, the same set, because this is very important because these are some of the big uh, nuances in the sports card market that make it different from, say, picking a player up off of the waiver wire.
0: So I feel like what we're about to discuss now, Andy, is – might this what we're about to talk about might be the most important thing we talk about because like, quarterbacks do run the hobby they just do i would be very careful right now as far as buying quarterbacks specifically in the afc right mm. so look what I'm about to say is very evergreen. You can look at this from a year by year basis, but just looking at the AFC right now, we have this amazing log jam where every team in the AFC has at least four losses. And there are a lot of teams in the AFC that are still in playoff contention right now, right? We, we have the, let, let's just say this, the three hottest quarterbacks in the AFC hobby are probably Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and our guy, Josh Allen. All three of them right now, Andy, make up the 5, 6, and 7 seed in the AFC. But what's really fascinating is the hottest quarterback right now is Mac Jones when it comes to hobby-related information because he is a rookie, and a lot of his best rookie cards have not come out, Andy, and I want you to, to share this stat from PSA uh, before I share a few more thoughts on Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, so this came directly from PSA. You can follow them at PSA Card on Twitter. And they had recently tweeted out that the Mac jones base Donruss-rated rookie was the most submitted card of any sport, any card to PSA in November. And the wild thing is, right now... Because PSA does take some time to return those cards to you, even if you super express them, it's going to take a few weeks, and you know that's costing like two, three hundred dollars. But right now, there's an appearance of scarcity of that card in a PSA slab on eBay. Appearance of scarcity, so people are paying, and because of FOMO, people are paying routinely four hundred and fifty dollars to five hundred dollars for a PSA nine Carter uh, that. A lot of eBay sellers are putting in the title low pop. And that's very misleading because that card is not going to be low pop a year from now or even a few months from now. That card is population report is going to go up 10,000 plus percent. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and right now you can get a Justin Herbert PSA nine for sixty dollars, a Joe Burrow PSA nine based honors rated rookie sixty dollars. A Patrick Mahomes PSA 9 2017 rated rookie for a few hundred dollars, around $350 cheaper than what you can get a Mac Jones-based Donruss rated rookie for right now. It's it's wild, man. So this is where FOMO kicks in. There's no more FOMO athlete
0: I think I've ever seen in this hobby than Mac Jones. Now, let me say this before we move forward, Andy, because we're going to spend some time Just a little bit here talking about Mac. I am wearing an LSU shirt. I do LSU football full-time. Joe Burrow is in my background. I PC the Honey Badger. So, understand this. I am a big LSU fan. And my analysis might come off as jaded because Mac Jones, of course, played at Alabama. But understand, if you watch my YouTube channel, very objective when it comes to things like this. Because this is very serious. People want to know if they want to spend money on Mac Jones. And I also want to issue this disclaimer because there's going to be some people that listen to this and say you're just an LSU fan. No, Andy, you know this. You've seen it. The number one player I'm buying right now actually is Jerry Judy. I love me some Jerry Judy. So it's not that I dislike Alabama or dislike Alabama fans or Alabama players, But I would be very careful buying Mac Jones. And it's not just because he only completed three passes, only threw three passes last night in the wackiest game you'll ever see. But, Andy, these are base Donruss cards. Base, as in cardboard of all cardboard basic. I understand it's got the rated rookie logo, and he's got that iconic Patriots uniform, And Mac Jones is a national champion, Heisman finalist uh, for the biggest brand in all of college football, right? And he looks like Brady. There's a very Brady-esque aspect of Mac Jones. But be very careful, okay? Be very, very careful. I want to ask you a question, Andy. Of the four quarterbacks I just mentioned, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones – are you taking Mac Jones over any of them?
1: No, I know. I, no, I I can't. I mean the thing is, and especially not now, because and that's the second factor is looking at the comps and looking at the prices that his cards are currently trading for. I, I just I can't advise anybody um to buy in at this point when there's literally it, the, the the bubble could burst on him so easily. And and it could this card value could fall out so easily and it's going to continue to go down as the supply increases of that alone, that reason alone, you know, as that PSA population report grows every single week, that person's card that was before a population of 10 now is going to be a population of 100 and then a 200 and 300. It's going to keep growing, which. It's just more and more supply. And and then you have Prism coming out, Optic Select, all these other sets that are are going to be more collectible and have a nicer eye appeal than the base Donris rated rookie. And there's going to be a lot of people, in my opinion, left holding the bag on these cards. And hopefully it's personal collection, and hopefully for their sake, you know, he goes on to do great things with the Patriots, and they cherish that card for a long time because that's pretty much, at this point, what they're going to get out of it for, you know, for buying that. It's not an investment anymore, you know?
0: It's not. And, dude, I saw some of his base donors, PSA 10s going for $2,000. Dude, I wanted to scream, Andy. I wanted to scream. I'm like, who is is buying this card? Who doesn't have, you know, the hobby knowledge? It's part of the reason why we launched this podcast, Andy, because you and I talk about this for hours. If you want to buy that card $2,000, go for it live your life the way that you live it. It's just not smart. You're just burning money. I mean, Prism hasn't been released. Mosaic hasn't been released. Select hasn't been released. And think of all the different parallels they're going to have this year. They're going to have Snakeskin, Camo, 7-Eleven, go, Prism, Silver cards. I mean, you're going to have every different type of parallel ever even thought of in the back of your mind, there's going to be invisible parallels where you don't even see the cards. I could see it happening, (laughs) Uh, but that's the thing. I I would stay away from, from buying Mac Jones. And that's why, you know, that FOMO is just very, very, very important that you don't just think that you have to go buy it. And then on the opposite side of it, if you are uh, ripping packs, I ripped an absolute pack not too long ago, pulled a Mac Jones card, Uh, just a base. I immediately posted it online. It hadn't sold yet, but I, I, boom. I'm like, if there's ever a time to sell just a basic Mac Jones card, if you have it, do it now. Even if you like them, I sold a bunch of Mac Jones college uniform cards before the season began. If I wanted to go buy a more expensive Mac Jones cards, I could do that now. So uh, even if you are the biggest Mac Jones fan in the planet, Dude, even though you're the number one seed and you got Bill Belichick, I, I'm it's it's just it's just not for me. It's just not. Now he was very underrated going into this year, um, but it's just not for me. It's not. So we we want to get into uh, big social media accounts, right? We want to talk about, uh, and this kind of ties in with FOMO as well. So look, we do a podcast. Andy, it's what you do. You know, basically when you're not doing your your full time job, you're just putting all your heart and soul into football card collecting and investing. I do want to say this, and we talked about this beforehand. We want to be held accountable for what we say and the moves that uh, we, we recommend. We give a play at the end of the day. If they're right, they're right. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Don't just go out there and spend thousands of dollars for any move. But since we do this, we try to be, and we are, as responsible as we possibly can. And we understand that there is a lot of money involved in this. But, Andy, there is a social media account that is flaming one of the biggest sports card investing channels, the biggest sports card investing channel on YouTube. We won't get too much into that drama, uh, but what we will say and I really want you to speak on this because you you're on football card YouTube every day. You're on sports card YouTube every day. This is something you're really passionate about, Andy, as far as people being smart whenever they make moves and whenever they consume any type of sports card content.
1: Very true. Yeah. As, as content creators, and we have a responsibility to be as objective as possible and, and to not, you know, make blanket statements around buying, selling, or holding certain cards. You know, just because of one little, one little facet, facet, or recency bias, or one little small sample size. Um, and what I really get hung up on is people just focusing on one specific card, one set, a PSA ten chart, and that's it. And then. Using that as a determining factor of whether or not that player's stock has is gone down enough for people to buy. So, for example, if you're looking at a chart and you see a dip in a chart, just because you see that dip in the chart does not mean that that's a good price point to buy. Because you have to take all these other factors into consideration, such as their age and their career trajectory, the whole team scenario, plus the card set, the population of the card you know the the scarcity around it and then like the the hobby as a whole i mean the the hobby is continuing to evolve so what what is the hottest card one month is not the hottest card the next month so just because that that chart says that that card was at $500 3 months ago and now it's at 250 does not mean that you should go buy it that 250 could very well likely continue to go down if you don't take all these other factors into consideration. And I think some of these guys get hung up on that and they see that dip and they're automatically thinking that means buy without taking all these other factors into consideration. And and they, they broadcast that message to their subscribers and their community. And that can be misleading.
0: It can. And understand, you know, any advice that I get, any advice that you give, um, we obviously do your own research, but you know, we try to be as detailed as we possibly can, right? So look, there's some people that do this thing called pump and dump where they have a lot of cards and they pump it up so they can sell it. Understand that whenever one of these super huge social media accounts, and this is why someone like Gary V can't give play advice, right? Because if Gary V says it, everyone's going to buy it and everyone accuses him of pumping and dumping when that's not what he's doing. Right. He's so big that anything he says is just going to, you know, he's the one that got me into sports cards. I was like, God, this dude talks a lot about sports cards. Uh, And I'm not even a huge Gary V fan. I love him, but I don't, I, I'm not like, you know, and there's some people that just watch every single video. Uh, But there are some other YouTube accounts. And the one that, that's being investigated by an Instagram account is Sports Card Investor. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know anyone over there. I, for the most part, like their stuff. But Andy, it's a little bit different for people like you and I because we're very skeptical of everything that we see on there. You're very skeptical of everything that you see on there because cards are weird. Cards have different prices. Cards fluctuate. When they post a video, there's going to be a lot of people that watch that video, flock to eBay, and want to go buy that card or look into that card. And then that's going to fluctuate the price. So it's very key to make sure when you consume something like that, especially if you watch a video like a few days after they post it, the prices are going to change. They they, they just are. So understand that you know when you see these – Fancy Instagram accounts that claim that they bought 20 LeBron 2003 rookies for a million dollars and say we flipped it for five million dollars. It's likely not true, Andy.
1: Yeah, just like that, um, that gentleman video that you showed me where he was trading in Russell Wilson rookie ticket autos the uh, Kobe rookies and like yeah yeah 12 other rare rookie cards for a one of one Tom Brady that he supposedly flipped we don't know how much he flipped that for it could have you been know. a total break even it could have been a slight loss it could have just been something that you know he wanted to do for fun on on YouTube and and that's the thing you have to kind of uh take that into consideration when watching this content and don't Cash out your 401k to go buy a card because a YouTuber told you that this is the card to get, that it's going to keep going up, you know, establish your card budget. And that's the one thing we talk about that I think is very evergreen as well. Carter, we talked about in our very first video that your card budget should be entertainment money, money that, you know, you would spend on going out or spend on things that are not, you know, critical to your livelihood
0: very important man and uh that leads us into our question of the day from a patron as far as quick flipping the hobby tip of the day is going to be from our patreon account patreon.com slash football cards make sure you hump hop on in and once again it's for a very low fee six dollars a month you're in there with a bunch of other people in the discord we're not charging you to see our plays of the century or whatever. Uh, But we do give you some eBay auction snipers and all that stuff. But once again, we're not asking you to go spend a $200,000 card. It is a little bit different. So, But before we move into the short-term flipping, I do want to issue this disclaimer. When you give investment advice, when I do that as well, once again, always do your own research and don't, once again, spend – 401k i don't think andy i'm i'm bold enough to ever tell anyone to buy a card over a thousand dollars i always get a little weird when i buy like a high price card uh i still think the highest price card i've ever bought was uh that Derek carr card uh so that shows you that (laughs) i'm not a baller this is something (laughs) i do off to the side so it is Very important. But Andy, as far as uh, short term flipping is concerned, uh, we we have some tips for that. And I'm going to let you go first because I do think I have a very important one.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I think the biggest tip I can give for short term flipping and how you can make short term flipping successful is to look for market inefficiencies. Um, and I'll use the card that uh, one of our patrons uh, flipped in a very short amount of time for 300% ROI. And um, it, it's a card that I shared with him, but I did not share it with him or with the, the Discord community for investment purposes. I thought this would be great for his collection, in fact. And it was at a good price point looking at the comps. And that was a gold uh, field level die cut CD lamb that was uh, numbered out of 10 that was going in an auction for like $180. It was well out of my budget. And uh, I just say, Hey man, I know you're a big CD lamb fan, big Dallas Cowboys fan. This, I know that gold is a nice card. You probably love to have this in your collection. Just want to share this. He ended up getting that in an auction at $200, you know, was going to keep it in his personal collection, but listed it in a buy it now. And ended up selling it for six hundred dollars in just a matter of a couple weeks, um, and and those are the kind of cards that if you can spot market inefficiencies, so you know, uh, dial in your search filters for those low serial numbered cards, and a lot of times you can find auctions, young explosive athletes on big to medium-sized market teams as long as their team is winning at this point in the season they have a winning record and a chance for the playoffs and they meet those other athletic criterias and they're getting some level of opportunity share in their offense then then you then you dial in your your search filters for you know those rookie ticket autos those gold cards those serial number and it doesn't even have to be a rookie card it could be a veteran card but A very short print, maybe a a veteran, a a second, third year kaboom or downtown, something like that, that you can find in an auction that's ending at an atypical time. This goes way under market value. You grab that and then you immediately relisted it in a buy it now format and potentially capture someone that's going to impulse buy when they see that player have a, you know, 10 reception, 120 yard, two touchdown game that and their team wins.
0: Yeah, look for those. Uh, The one thing about the C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, really exciting player on the biggest brand in football with the Dallas Cowboys and played at a major university. So, you know, he wears that iconic number 88 uniform. I love me some C.D. Lamb. I mean, it's just um, he's just golden to me. No pun intended. Uh, because, you know, he just has everything and the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. That's one important thing as far as uh, short term flipping is concerned. This one's a little bit more practical, Andy, is understand with short term flipping, it's it takes a little bit of time. Unless, of course, you go to a hobby shop or you go to a card shor- a card store uh, or a card store, card show, excuse me. And you actually get the card in your hand and you're able to examine it. Understand if you're trying to do short-term flips and you're buying cards off of eBay, keep in mind that it takes time for that card to get to you. So let's just say it's the week before the playoffs and you're wanting to short-term flip uh, a Dak Prescott or whatever. And let's just say Dak, you buy the card five days before the playoff game The Cowboys lose that playoff game. You get the card wanting to flip off the playoff hype. Well, you you lost that window of opportunity. So if you are planning to do something like that and you're buying a card off eBay, understand that – just get it through your mind because I I made this mistake before. It takes time for the card to get to you. And as far as short-term flipping is concerned, when you go to a card store – or when you go to a card show, this takes work. It's not the shiny thing that they put in the display cases with the fancy little sticker price on there. Go through the dollar boxes. Go through those dollar boxes. Go through those $5 boxes. You will be amazed. Mm-hmm. Amazed at what you'll find in there. Uh, I I, dude, I made some really nice flips on some LaVishka Chenault silver field level cards in a dollar box in a hobby shop in Dallas. And it was just an overlook. There was a card in the dollar box that was selling for $20. You can find those things. You never know. So that's something that you can do. Once again, that's not always, there's not always going to be a card like that in those boxes, but as far as short-term flipping is concerned, uh, especially if you go to a card show, think about it. People, Andy, are bringing these huge display cases with their expensive Tom Brady, Erling Holland, Lionel Messi slabs in there, Michael Jordan, whoever you want to mention. They're not thinking about the dollar box. They're not thinking about that. They're just trying to sell those cards for just some Extra cash they can for, uh, so they could pay for so they could pay for their trip so they could pay for their their area and Andy you can I mean I've seen you do that hustle before you could find some goodies in there
1: yeah yeah you you sure can man because hey it's a, a long time saying one man's junk is another man's treasure mm. and and there's certain guys that dabble in all sports and alternative investments that have virtually little to no uh value they don't recognize any value with skill position players um and and that's uh an unfortunate truth on one side but it's also to our advantage here on the quest because we can look at this card and say oh, that's a travis kelsey rookie card and he, okay uh yeah i'll give you five bucks for it you know uh, uh, <laughs> you know uh, kind of thing and and uh you know you look at um you know just take that taking a consideration in your mind of what drives the hobby, understanding that there is a huge demand out there for these skilled position players and these defensive players, as long as they check uh, these boxes that we've talked about in this show. um, And you you understand that inefficiency going into the show or the shop and you could easily capitalize. I, I remember going into a card shop with my dad and this was, uh, before the the season started this year and I brought in my Leonard Fournette uh, PSA 10 field level silver uh, looking to potentially trade with the guy and he's like oh he's like I'll give you $40 for that he's like that's he's like that's not he's not a quarterback he's not re-. I was like this is Lombardi Lenny man this, this is guy was I mean he could have been an MVP I mean he played at MVP level through the playoffs and you know I ended up selling that card on eBay for like close to $150. And, uh, you know, you look at his play now, I mean, he's top 10 running back in the league right now, you know, and, um, and he's a focal point of our offense. And, and so it's just like understanding that that guy had, you know, some other cards, skill position player cards that were very undervalued that I knew I could just hold on to. And eventually one day based on that player's athletic profile they would get opportunity in their team's offense and i'd be able to sell those for profit
0: it's now time for the play of the week andy we've done such a fun episode once again if you are listening to this uh it is very newsworthy that you know we have a release date so once again mosaic will be Released at the end of December. Prism will be released at the end of January. You could check out episode 16 where we show you the design of the cards and all that stuff. So once again, as far as the calendar is concerned, that is very, very important. So Andy, uh, normally I'll let you give your play of the day first. I will go first because, you know, it's it's, it's a little bit easier for me to go second and you go first. So I'm going to go first. Play of the day here, I I am going to once again bring up Justin Fields' name again, okay? So, once again, prices are going to vary because of all the new releases that are coming out. And I understand Mac Jones is still the big-name quarterback. And honestly, I think Trevor Lawrence is still going to be bought up pretty high because of how how high his hype was before the year. But I still think Justin Fields is going to turn out to be a very, very, very good quarterback in the NFL, especially if he stays in Chicago. Absolutely huge market that's never had an elite quarterback. Justin Fields plays a thrilling style of football, and right now he is hurt. So I I don't know how much that's going to affect his prices, but I'll tell you this. It's not going to uh, positively affect his prices. Once again, he's not going to be that great this year, but year two, year three, watch out. And yes, Mac Jones's cards are selling for a lot more, but for some reason, Justin Fields, in his career up to this point, has always just been the second best quarterback. You know, when he was coming out of high school, he was the number two ranked quarterback to Trevor Lawrence. When he was in college, he was the runner-up in the Heisman to Joe Burrow. And now he going into the draft was second to Trevor Lawrence slid all the way back to fifth has played better than Trevor Lawrence this year in my mind. And it's still number two to Mac Jones. And this would be, you know, a, a good time to capitalize on that. Now, once again, some of his prices are still going to be absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not saying he's going to be Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he's going to be a Joe Burrow level talent, but I still think it is worth looking into his cards. And I'm going to tell you this, Andy, when his Prism cards get released, I'm going to wait for a month and buy up a bunch of his bases. I'm going to buy a uh, a silver. Uh, I'm going to mix in uh, some Justin Fields purchases because I do think by the end of next season, uh, Justin Fields will be one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. I know. I know that could come back and bite me. But I'm going to double down on Jay Fields.
1: I I I don't mind it, and I don't mind it, and I'm actually my my buy low play for the for the day for you guys today is going to parlay perfectly off of Justin Fields. And you might know where I'm going with this, but compared oh, to other skill position stud wide receivers in his draft class, he's at the top of his draft class when you look at his prior years, not this year. He's had absolutely terrible year. But Allen Robinson compared to Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, those, he's right up there with the, the best of the best from the 2014 draft class. It just so happens that Justin Fields has the lowest rate of accurate passes and the highest rate of uncatchable passes for Allen Robinson in in his time in Chicago. just so happens that Fields has gravitated towards Darnell Mooney and it's taken some time, like you said, to really kind of get acclimated to the NFL. And Allen Robinson is just having one of the biggest fantasy disappointments of the season. Uh, his, his fantasy values declined significantly. Now he's missed the last few games with injury. Uh, his main problem, though, this year has been quarterback play. And I think just as Justin Fields gets better, uh, you know, his, uh, this guy's rookie ticket autos right now, his prisms, they're they're dirt cheap. Uh, I don't think this is the end of Allen Robinson's career by, wow. by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I think he's one of the better buy low plays in the market right now because you look at uh, Mike Evans, Devonte Adams, Odell Beckham Jr. Rookie ticket autos are 100 to $200 depending on the, the parallel and the serial number. And Allen Robinson's, you can get them for like 20 bucks it's it's that big of a difference and i think there's a ton of room for those cards of allen robinson to go up in the future.
0: ooh you've made uh, i'll say this you have made some money on allen robinson so i understand your your connection man that was one of your first big like lot buys for like really cheap i remember that so that's right i feel as if andy you're you're you're, you're holding on to to allen I mean, look, I, I've watched some Chicago Bears, and yes, Justin Fields' accuracy has not been the best, and he does have far better chemistry with Jimmy Graham and most notably Darnell Mooney. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, I've watched Allen play some. He has been open, and Fields has just missed him. Uh, does Allen Robinson land somewhere else uh, before the end of the season? I know the trade deadline is coming, and gone, but – Uh, We'll see. I don't know. I'm one of those people that have been burned by drafting Allen Robinson very early in a fantasy (laughs) draft. And I was between Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. And I chose Allen Robinson. And now I just said that aloud. I want to jump into an erupting volcano. Uh, (laughs) And and the funny thing about it, Andy, the funny thing about that is – I bought a lot of Cooper Cup cards this offseason, <laughs> and and I flipped them on. I was super high on Cooper Cup C-C-C-C, Cooper Cup going into this year, and I don't know why I just did not just draft Cooper Cup. Like, I have no idea. And I spent all this money on his cards, uh, some on Star Stock, some just, you know, in random sales, and uh, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So I'm sour towards Allen Robinson and the 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 Penn State three star recruit legend, um, which which makes him very fascinating. And it was a fun episode, man. I appreciate you. Tell people where they can come in and, and enjoy the fun on the Discord.
1: Oh yeah, man! Come in, enjoy the fun, uh, Tight Knit Community www patreon com slash football cards. And you get all the other uh, bonus perks and benefits uh, along with it, including the monthly giveaway. I, I just did the monthly giveaway, and and uh, one lucky patron was fired up because I gave away this PSA 10 Gardner Minshew. Ooh. Uh, and, and this was last week before I, I knew he was starting, but had no clue he would play as well as he did. Kind of did, though. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Reason why I was investing in him, because he's a good athlete. Um, and so I gave that away along with this. Uh, colt slayer lombardi lenny right here this is a uh, aqua uh optic hollow aqua numbered out of 299 so just a couple fun cards i gave away there and uh yeah yeah that's 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 where i'm at most of the time in the in the discord and of course you can uh find us on youtube and anywhere you get podcasts peace go
0: have fun in your card collecting journey let's go
1: let's go Please forget to stop the uh, end the broadcast this time. <laughs>